Come on, come on, Pastor Moore, come on and, and that just take your liberty in Jesus' name. Lord, bless him. Everybody say bless him in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, church. Really great to be here tonight. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Come and worship Jesus Christ and to have time with the Lord. I'm not going to keep you standing either. Let's turn to 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. And uh, I'm going to read this. This is kind of just going to be a focus verse, not one I'm actually going to preach much out of tonight. We're going to talk about prayer. Prayer. And I kind of felt in that direction and um, listened at some other areas. And it seemed like it's a very needful thing across, maybe across the whole, whole world, <laughs> from what I can gather up and understand tonight. So... If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will, and will forgive their sin and will heal their lands. How many is interested in God hearing you, but not only hearing you, but responding and doing what you need him to do? Man, I, I know a sermon of God tonight that hears prayers, and he has the power to respond to these prayers. And so if they're not being responded to, then there is a reason why. And so how many of you believe that your prayers are being heard? How many of you believe your prayers are being responded to? How many of you have got the fruit to show that they're being responded to? How many of you got the evidence to show they've been responded to? See, there is a difference. Because, see, there's going to be a lot of people say that they cast out devils in his name and healed the sick and his dead and done these others. But he said, I never knew. You're workers iniquities. But there's some genuine folks. And there's going to be some notable evidence that God heard their prayer and, uh, and moved. And I, I believe this is a realm that we all need to, to move into, amen, in the times that we're in. Because uh, I believe the stage is being set for these type of things to happen. You know, man, let's pray. God, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. So thankful this opportunity to be here tonight. We ask you to help us. Help us to do a good job here. Help us to feed the lamb, feed the sheep. Help us present this in a way that could be received. We're going to give you the praise and glory for it as we ask it in no other name. But in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Uh, just let me talk. This is the first Wednesday night. I really, I didn't realize um, I'd been praying about this and what direction to go from, from the doctrines and different things I thought about. From, and I, I will eventually work on probably uh, faith and other areas. But it seemed like prayer seemed to um, always come up forefront. And uh, Brother Nathan Buford gave me a book from written about uh, classes that Brother Verbal Bean taught on prayer. I haven't read a lot into it. I've read the first chapter of the first day. I've got that much read. Uh, also, I've noticed in the last few messages he sent out, some of you have probably noticed this, those that he sent these messages out to, that uh, a couple of those messages on prayer. And so with, with all this all going on, amen, and... Um, uh, 
How many of you, let me ask you, and, and I'm not asking trick questions here. You know, you don't even have to respond. I'm, I'm name. But how many of you really like to pray? I mean, you really, you know, you really like to pray. I mean, it's no problem to find time to pray. I mean, I mean you know, uh, you'll do that before you, you know. I mean, hey, I'm going to pray for I eat. I'm going to be like Peter. You know, I'm going to get visions and all that before I eat. I'm hungry, but I'm going <laughs> to. Praise God. Uh, how many of you think that God looks down upon us here tonight and looks at us as he did Cornelius and it becomes up a memorial before him that we pray so much? That he's very familiar with our voice because he hears it such on a regular basis because we, we're, make it such an, we have made it such a habit to pray. How many of us feels like that we've got a good attitude to a prayer? I'm not asking for a response. I'm just I'm throwing some things out there. I've been reading and studying and... And, uh, and uh, you know, but these are some things that if, if, if you say you don't have a good attitude toward prayer, that's the first thing you have to work on. It takes a good attitude toward prayer. First and probably the most important thing is, and, you know, Jesus, he went out and prayed all night sometimes. And uh, it's if you pray, you know, not, not, you know, you know, when you pray. And it's not if, it's when, you know. You can't get around prayer. It's, it's a part of it. It's a part of salvation. In fact, in studying it today, and man, I realized, I said, Lord, mercy, I have kind of stumbled into some areas and some things. And so we're not here to beat up nobody. We're not here to do any of that by no means whatsoever. Um, but um, I'm going to tell you what I felt even, even in service tonight. I kind of I cheated a little bit, and I, I quit my praying a little early. And so I just looked around and gazed around and just see how many was praying during that few minutes of prayer. And probably percentage-wise, you'd been shocked how many wasn't. Didn't last 60 seconds praying. And, but how many of you believe that prayer is important? I know one of the messages I listened to that Brother Nathan sent out, this, this pastor, and I could tell through his whole service, too, he struggled. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. He, he begged for the response and, and everything the whole time. But, but let's, be, let's be honest. Prayer is not something. Prayer is not a topic that you fix and sh- you know, shout from the chandeliers and, and do. Okay? You're not. Okay? Now, there are certain prayers I could pick out tonight. I could begin to, man, we could talk about certain prayers. I could get to talk about Jonah talk, praying out of the belly of the well and God hearing and, you know, things. And we are. We're going we're gonna to address some of those. But... So I, I done like I've been doing. I, I just decided, well, let's let's look up and see how often the word prayer, prayer itself, is in the Bible, Amen. And to see where it's at and things of this nature. And so even prayer and pray, Amen. Uh, Brother Andrew, help me out there a little bit. Three hundred and something, and y'all lost the paper. I should have wrote it on mine. And I still feel like I'm in a drum. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, it's right on top, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, we may get different numbers, different ones, pull it up. Y'all Google it, do whatever you want to. But it's in there a bunch, okay? It's in there a whole lot more than what you think. And so that makes it very important. 
if, if it's that often in the Bible and mentioned, then you know what? That's something we probably should be doing pretty often. And uh, so I'm going to make a few statements here. You know, Paul said pray continually. Having a frame of prayer, a mind of prayer. Um, and that, that falls right into, because even this is one of the areas. Did you know that there's a lot of books written? Did you know that Brother Joel Booker, Brother Joel Booker, Brother Joel Holmes wrote a book on six steps to prayer. Small book, six steps to prayer. And uh, that's, that's attitude is one of the one things that at a beginning, you know, you got to have the right attitude toward prayer. You got to, uh, you got to create some. Uh, how many likes to talk? People likes to talk ought not have a problem liking to pray. In fact, it, it blows my mind that people I know that likes to talk but don't seem to really like to pray. So that tells me that something's, you know, hey, we, we got something we got to deal with when we, hey, I'm stumbling into some of this myself, and you can look at me and think whatever you want to think. But uh, I do know this much after reading all the books and looking at this and even the Bible itself. You know, I have found out what the best thing to do when it comes to praying? Get down and do it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, what it sounds like. Don't worry about all these fancy words. Don't worry about any of that. Just get down there and begin to do it. Begin to call on God. Now, there's different types of prayer. You got intercessory prayer. You got, you know, you got to have an earnest prayer. You got things you pray for. You got public prayer. And so it covers a lot of areas, all right? And I, there's no way I can do all that tonight. But I would like for just a moment, a little while here tonight, there's two main Hebrew words that was used and a couple of others, but two main ones. And I found out in N-A or N-A-W, I've had they want to spell it, spell it both ways. It's actually number 4994 was the majority of the Hebrew word used in the New Testament. And so it was a man to... Kind of like, and I'm going to give you just a little bit about it because it really, in a sense, sums up some of it. But not all of it, but some of it. It helps us to really understand uh, the importance of prayer, the engagement that can take in, the effects that can happen, the power. Some, I, I, how many of you remember? How many of you remember the banners? Well, uh, I'm going way back. I'm going to do like well, the four talking about Tiger, you know. I'm going to go way back. How many of you remember the banners you used to go to youth rallies and maybe certain events or even some local assemblies and they'd have on these banners a, a, a little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. Y'all don't remember none of that? Surely you do. My goodness. It ain't that been, ain't been 50 years ago. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but still, that's still true today. Uh, um, you know, can I say this? Uh, we, used to, we used to be known more about as much praying. In fact, you know, I, I, I forgot which one said this, but what one of the ministers listened to here even recently made the statement that the Bible doesn't say something about being great preachers. But it sure mentions something about being great prayer warriors. Amen. Amen. He facts, he talks about, amen. He said a lot of ministers may not be much of a preacher, but bunny, if they pray, they learn how to pray. And if, they're, they're, if they, their spouse learns how, and they pray together. Hey, I've heard this statement a few times. I heard it's a few make mention. I'm not going to call names, but um, say, well, he, you know, he done pretty good, but his wife is the one that made him because she prayed all the time. So that tells us the power of prayer. 
And so why do you think you struggle with it? Why do you think the devil wants to keep you occupied and, and, and you know, you rather others do the praying? No, sometimes you and I've got to do the praying. And, and could it be, now I'm going to tell you what come to me today. Could it be the reason that we're finding ourselves, and boy, I'm, I'm putting us, I'm putting us ministers, preachers, five-fold ministry, is finding more and more often slipping up and doing things they ain't got no business doing. And thank God Brother Ford done said there's a lot of sin in the Old Testament, a lot of mess in the Old Testament, but, but yet... It seems to me like, and maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't born into this. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't keep up with all the statistics and all of that. But it seemed like compared to some of the earlier days of the apostolic movement, there seems to be a far more of, of, of and I'm just going to say it, marriage and remarriage. And there seems to be far more. I'm talking about in the ministry now. I'm not talking about in the chair. I'm talking about in the ministry. I'm talking about in the pulpit. Amen. And there seems to be a lot more of carousing and a lot more of letting up and a lot more of worldliness and a lot more of things. Could it be that the real purpose or the reason behind that is because there's such a lack of prayer? Because we're going to find out that all this other, all this other, I don't care how skillful you are and how much an orator you might be in the pulpit and you can quote the whole Bible. If you don't pray, you're not going to have much. You're not going to have much. And that's true for the, that's true for the pew too. Okay, That's true for each and every one of us. If we th- we're kidding ourselves, if we think we're going to get around prayer and, and survive and have revival and have the move of God, it's, it's not going to happen. But if we, if we, we pray, I'm talking about we get into a, a prayer. And um, again, we go and get back. We may talk about it some, pre, you know, for service prayer. That conditions our hearts and it conditions our minds and helps us. And, and you know what? Before, that's one of the most powerful places to unify us. It's right back there. Getting on our faces and getting before God. Calling on the Lord and, and lifting our voices and, and not being ashamed. How many of us is ashamed to pray? Amen. What about public prayer? Being called on to pray. And... How many of you ever been asked to pray? And you say, not me. I'm hitting more on tonight than you want to meet now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not a big public prayer either. I, I'd much rather. I'd much rather pray by myself. I'd much rather get in a place, man. I get, I, well, I don't have to worry about all the words. If they sound just perfect and all this other, plus I can just kind of get lost in it. But yet, you know, there is a responsibility of public prayer. I mean, come on, they get out here doing all the other junk in public. So, and we don't want to get on the street corners and pray. We don't, we're not, I'm not talking about a Pharisee and a Sadducee spirit. But amen, we should never be ashamed to call on him. When, that, when the situation and the dilemmas, you know, and, and the, the things happen to us, um, amen, to pray, to pray, to take a moment. And you don't have to spend a lot of time, a lot of time in doing it or things of that nature, especially in public, uh, amen. But when the opportunity is there, we ought to have, uh, you know, this fellowship, amen, with God and this walk with God, to, amen. To, you know, sometimes Paul put it this way. He says, I'm making mention to you of you always. That means he's making mention of them in prayer, all the churches and all the responsibilities he had. There was all 
ain't no way he could pray or spend every one of them hour ever, you know, for each one every day. I mean, there's not enough hours of the day for him to do that if he spent 24 hours a day. But yet, he'd make mention of them and he'd mention their names and their dilemmas or situations. So, the power of prayer, amen. Because, see, prayer makes all the difference, amen. And one of my lesson two, he talked about it. He says, prayer helps us. You know, when, when you pray and you're praying through and you, 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 you're on fire with God, when you come to the house of God, you're not looking to see what time hurry up service is getting over with. And the singing's not too long and other things is not too long. Why? Because, man, you've been praying. You're ready to have some church. You're ready to have a move of God. And so that's all of this. So when there's a likeness of some of this, really a lot of this, we can go back to one place. If we get frustrated and we're aggravated about, we aggravate about the singing they're doing, we aggravate about the songs they're singing, we're aggravated about the preacher, we aggravate because he's preaching on praying this morning and tonight and it's boring us to death and hallelujah. It's just aggravating us and everything's irritating us. And uh, a lot of them's a good flags, amen. Did you know what? I, my, my prayer life is lacking. Because there's something about your personal prayer life that'll give you victory. When the CDs won't do it, when mama can't do it, when daddy can't do it, your new car can't do it, your new automobiles, your new positions, your new checks, your new whatever. But something about a personal encounter with God and prayer and supplication with Him that moves everything in your being. Put a victory inside of you that I'm telling you the devil himself and the lust of the world cannot overcome and overpower it. The reason some of you in the struggle you're in tonight, look at your prayer life. There's the answer. It's not the church. It's not God. It's not the word of God. It's our prayer lives. It's our prayer lives. It's our prayer lives. Man, to, to, that's, that's, that's going to be the key here. I can tell by some expressions, but, you know, I, I, but I, I can't, there's, there's some things God set down, but we can't change it. You know, I, I've been praying for the last little while, for quite a while. I would love praying. Sometimes praying, just talking to God. You don't have to scream, you don't have to holler. You can just get, get in your rocker if you like. Talk to God. Close your eyes. That's one reason I like to get in a rocker. I just close my eyes and get lost in it. Amen. <laughs> if I bump into something, well, I bump in it. I'm in my office. It don't matter. I got a few scars on that desk showing it. <laughs> it don't make any difference, though. It don't. It don't make any difference whatsoever. It's, it's, it's enjoyable, amen, to do that, to, to have that kind of encounter. And, that really, and I want to do more of it. Amen. And one day when I get out of that hardware store, I'm going to do more of it. Amen. Have more time to do it. And I want to spend some time, amen, in prayer and in fellowship and to know this God. We got to know this God. Amen. We got to know him. And the only way you can have a personal time and to know this God, you got to talk to him. I'm going to put two on the spot here tonight. They don't know it, but I'm going to put them on the spot tonight. Brother Elijah, you and Satanar Skinner, you know, think about getting married and all this good stuff. What if y'all decided tonight, hey, we're not going to start talking. We're going to quit our talking. We'll quit on a daily basis. We're going to spread it out to once a month. Reckon how this relationship would work out. Huh? See, we want a relationship, and I'm going somewhere. Did you know prayer is nothing more? If you'll do a study on it and follow up what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you. Follow somebody else. You don't want to believe me. That's fine. Follow. It's, it's relationship. If you don't have a prayer life, you 
do not have a relationship with God. I'm sorry. Study it out. You'll find out. Because that's what prayer is all about. It's about relationship. It's about communication. Amen. Between you and God. And it takes two. And there's a pathway. And there's also become, if you look up that Hebrew word, it's a mediator. Amen. You become that, that mediator. You become that, that place. Amen. That's what prayer is all about. Amen. When you're confused about things and you got struggles about things. I'm telling you, hallelujah, you, you can get in prayer with God and God will give you a revelation and God will give you a, and when God gives you answers honey you ain't got to worry about it you ain't got a second question it. when God gives it to you in, in prayer and moves in your heart and moves in your mind I don't care how big the mountain is so Jesus said speak to the mountain by what? by prayer by prayer you can speak to the mountain or you can speak to the tree but it comes by praying but you can't be nonchalant and just do it every once in a while it's got to become a continual and a daily thing. And when it comes like that, a relationship with God, I tell you, there'll be a change in Bendale, Mississippi. And I'm not, I'm not getting on nobody. Not beating up nobody. I'm working on it myself. Working on it. God, help me pray more. Amen. One of the pastors said, encouraged his church to do three times a day, five minutes. How many of you think you can sacrifice five minutes? Five minutes in the morning, five minutes sometime in the noon time, and I know sometimes that may be a little hard. It's sometime five minutes in the evening time. How many of us probably could do that? Amen. You know, there's no telling what will happen if we start doing this. Start setting some time aside and and when we talk about this, that means you've got to set that old cell phone aside. You know, you've got to, you know, and, and I know if you've got children, I understand. Yeah, I can't tell you the times that me and my wife, we'd pray and we'd hold them. Walking in that living room, walking wherever, they would screw up, sat, crying, you know, wouldn't need it, you know, be pampered or whatever. Man, we'd still, we'd stop, we'd still pray. Amen. You know, Man's tried about everything to encourage him to pray. We come up with all kind of instruments, CDs. We come up with building all kind of fancy rooms. I'm not against none of that. Don't take me wrong. But you know what? All of those things seem to come and go. Work a little while and then it fade out. But when it really gets down to it, it's all of the heart of the man, the heart of the individual. I want to know this God. I want to have fellowship with him. I know when me and my wife first started, and I'm not a funnel, I don't care to talk on the phone. It doesn't bother me in one sense, amen, if I forget my cell phone and if I could get away with it, I'd never have one. It wouldn't bother me a bit if I never talked on the phone. But when my, my wife and I started dating, amen, everybody else on the party line, hey, hey, y'all got to get off where we can talk because we've been on it for about an hour. Amen. You know, he don't even talk a whole lot. All of a sudden, when they fall in love with somebody, they start finding things in common to talk about. But you ain't going to know this saving. You ain't going to know the mind of God and the will of God without having some kind of communication with Him. And you can't depend on everybody else all the time, amen, to pray down the glory. There's going to come times in your life when you've got to pray it down, when you've got to get hold of God. I believe there's God to perform miracles, but I also believe there's a price to pay. I also believe you can't sing it down. You can't preach it down. There's something... You got to pray it down. You can't get outside of the prayer. 
I tell you, preaching won't be any good. Singing won't be any good. If you get out of here after the prayer, but oh, if we let prayer gobble us up, the preacher will get better. The singing will get better. The worship will get better. Everything about it will get better. Something about prayer and interceding and building on that relationship and that fellowship with God. And, and so tonight I got a few verses and amen. And we'll watch the time. I'm not going to be whatever about that. But so as we look at this tonight and the first few times, let me just read. I got this out of the uh, Vines Dictionary Bible words. And so uh, the, one of the Hebrew words, uh, actually it's P-A-L-A-L. P -A -L -A -L means to pray or intervene or mediate or, or even judge. Judge. Sometimes. And I don't know if we'll talk so much about that one, but it says it's found in both the biblical and modern Hebrews. These words occur. It says some 84 times in the Hebrew Old Testament. What is used four times in the intensive verbal form, the remaining 80 times are found in the reflexive, reflexive or reciprocal form in which the action generally points back to the subject. And the intensive form pala expresses the idea to mediate, to come between two parties. Praise God. And so he gave us a few examples, such as 1 Samuel 2 and 25. And I know I bypassed all of that at Genesis. I'm sorry, men. Amen. We may come back to that if time allow us. But in 1 Samuel 2 and 25, we see here that one man sinned against another. These are the two sons of Eli. Eli is rebuking them after hearing the report of them. And he's simply telling them, amen. You know, when, whenever you sin, when man sins against another, you've got God that can mediate and come in to judge and help. But, but if a man sins against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Amen. So there's a whole lot more said there than, than what's really realized. And then Genesis 18 and 23, it moved on from that to inquires and making judgment. He talks about and he goes and then it goes to Genesis uh, uh, 18 and 23. And there Abraham drew nigh and said, well, let me, let me back up. I don't recover that one yet. Let, let's back up. Let's go to, uh, uh, let's go to Genesis, um, I think it's 48 and 11. Amen is the next one. Did I give you all that? Good. Put it up there. Amen. And so Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to, to see thy face and to, to loathe. And God hath showed me also thy seed. This is a time with Joseph's life. And he's bringing a man. Uh, Joseph's bringing his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, to, to Israel. Amen. It's Jacob, but yet it's Israel. Hold on. You're going to notice as he goes through these scriptures. Amen. And you just kind of go down through them. I'm just going to talk about it a minute for time's sake. And so you're going to see here that when Joseph brings them and, and and, and, and because Israel had prayed for him to bring them. But when Joseph brings him, he brings them to line up just the way he wanted to bless the older one over the younger one. But Joseph, I mean, but, but Jacob or Israel did not. He crosses his arm. So sometimes when you really get in prayer and when you ask or you entreat about things, you've got to get into that place and into that position in your own heart and mind and spirit. Anybody ever heard the thing, you better be careful what you pray for? You may get it. Amen. But you know what? That's what God's looking for. 
looking for us to do. He wants us to pray in a manner and a way. Amen. I want God's will. I want God's will in this church. I want God's will in my life. I want God's will in my dilemmas and my situations. I don't want it my way. My way will be a mess. God, we've got to have it your way. That's, that's one thing that's, I think is bothering our, our world today. Everybody wants it their way. We're living in a world, amen, everybody wants it Burger King way. You can have it your way. But you can't have it your way and live for God. You can't have it your way, amen, and pray the prayer, real honest and sincere prayer. Amen. And God can't respond neither. But when you finally get to that point, place, God, whatever you got, whatever how you want to work it out in the season, the time that go fine, that's fine with me. I'm not going to put no strings to it. I'm not going to mumble. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to bellyache. God, you're working this thing out. I've cast it at your feet. I'm trusting you. I believe in you. You, God, I prayed. I petitioned the throne room of God, and I know you're going to do it. He's not interested in us praying our wills and the way we want it. He's interested in us praying, God, you know what's best. You know what's best to work this thing out for us. And so we want to come with earnest and sincere prayer. Amen. As we bring it before you and ask for your blessings to touch us. And ask you to move upon our behalf and help us in the world. The times that we're living in today. So, so as we look at some of this. Amen. Now the second thing. And I'm not going to be late for here tonight. With the Ford's word about it and others. And I have got a lot. But I'm not going to go into some of that other. Amen. Because I'm going to wait and get it studied out just a little bit better. Amen. But the, but the other thing. Amen. That I have drawn. Come to a conclusion, amen, in this first study tonight. You know what prayer would do? Something that nothing else really can. Amen. It'll draw you nigh to God. It's, the, it's one of the most powerful tools. Amen. If, if you feel that there is a, 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 a absence of God in your life, seems like he's a million miles away. You just start talking to him. You just start talking to him. You just start calling on him. You just start to talking about how good he is. You begin to express how much you trust him and how much you rely upon him. You begin to tell him how much you believe that God, you're going to work this thing out. And, and God, when you do it, I'm going to give you some glory. God, you're going to lift the burdens. You're going to, you're going to move up on my behalf and you're going to work. And God, I, you know, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to stay up tonight and fret and worry about it. I'm putting it into your hands tonight. I'm going to sleep tonight. This old fleshly body's not glorified yet. It's got to have some rest. It's got to have some peace in it, God. I'm not going to worry about the devil. I'm not going to worry about everybody's ideas and opinions. I'm not going to stay up and see what's on Facebook. I'm not going to stay worried about everybody else's business. Hallelujah, God, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to love you and worship you. Talking to you is more important, amen, than keeping up with Susie and Jack down the road. Talking to you is more important, amen, than finding out what the new fang, the fangled deal is. Talking to you more is important, amen. And I don't have to make a big deal about it or make a big thing about it. Man, I can get over here in this chair, amen, and just talk to you, man. Just love you and worship you and magnify you. I just have to scream. I don't have to do any of that. But I can be as honest and sincere. And you know what? God hears a whisper. God hears a whisper. If you can hear Jonah out of the belly, out of, the belly of a whale, hey man, I'm telling you, he can hear you as you whisper his name. As you call on his name with honesty and with sincerity. I want to know you, God. I want to have a fellowship with you, God. I want you to walk in this place. No, you ain't got to blow my hair back, but I just want to know you're here. I just want to know you're among me. I just have a little talk with Jesus. We used to sing that every once in a while. Just a little talk with Jesus, man. It'll move the cow out of the way. Just a little talk with Jesus all it takes sometimes. But you got to take that time to have a talk with Jesus. I don't want to get to heaven. Now, I won't, but it could be something else. I mean, I'm planning on going to heaven, but you hear what I'm saying? I don't want to get to heaven. And God says, well, 
you know, you spent five minutes to pray with me, and you spent an hour and a half on Facebook. But let's don't just pick on them on Facebook. They sometimes we stand around and just fool around and don't do nothing. Stand around and talk, don't do. Talk about the weather and talk about this and talk about that and talk about everything and everybody and spend an hour doing it. All right, it's prayer time. That's one reason we ain't been the biggest about having private prayer meetings here. Well, that's going to go over big, ain't it? You know why? Because most of them prayer meetings start becoming more talking meetings than prayer meetings. And I, you know, and not talking to God. Man, I don't, I don't mean to jump on that rabbit, but, but, but really, prayer. Prayer is talking to God. It's not talking to everybody else. It's finding your place somewhere. And you can be seated this Wednesday night and get, get in that place and... God, I want to know you. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to know you. I want, to, I want, to have, I want you to move upon my heart. I want you to move upon my mind. Well, one thing I want to bring out to you t- tonight, and when you go back and look at that word pray, first few times out of the Bible, I'm just going to use the first few verses where it's used. One of the first ones was, uh, amen, when you begin to talk about prayers, actually in Genesis 4, 25 and 26, and it talks about Seth calling on the name of the Lord. But the verse I want to go to is in Genesis 12 and 13. It's the 12 and 13 years where, where, where he says, And I pray thee that thou art my sister. You'll pick up who it is pretty quick. That it may be well with thee for thy sake, for my soul shall live because of thee. Now you know that is Abram talking to Sarah. And they hadn't got into Egypt yet, but they're on the way. And so, so Abram is asking or pray. He says he uses the term pray. Amen. Which is entreat or asking him. Watch this. This is an agreement that they're going to make that he's never to ask this again. They didn't have to ask this again. This is agreement we're going to make now before we ever get into Egypt or any of our other journeys. Amen. This is a done deal. Amen. Whenever, when the enemy comes up against you, you're my sister. Go watch this. Genesis 20 and 7. I know I jumped down on you, man, but Genesis 20 and 7. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. If thou restore her not, know that thou, that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that, that are thine. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about Abimelech, because Abimelech took Sarah for him, for his wife. They had brought her. Amen. But you know what? You don't read in the scriptures where Abraham made that, that request again. Amen. He made it right back here. You know, I believe there's some requests that whenever you just make it up in your mind and your heart, God, this is the way it's going to be. It's a settled deal. Because sometimes you don't have time to pray over it. Then next time you don't have time, amen, to pray about it. But you know what? Because you already prayed. Now let me help you out with that this morning. I don't know how many times I may get a call and people say, I need you to pray for so and so. You know what? I just spent an hour and a half in prayer this morning and I mentioned their name several times. And it's already in motion. And I believe God's already got it. Now I'm going to pray again. But you know what? I tell God, God, you know I prayed about 
about it this morning. It's already in motion. I believe the answer's already coming because we already talked about it this morning and you already know where it's going and what is going to happen. Hallelujah, because we already ask it in advance. There's something about a consistent prayer life. Hallelujah, when you ain't got chance to pray about it, maybe all you can say is Jesus. And God reaches back and says, well, this morning you prayed about that. And I've already two or three stepped in and got it covered. But if you don't pray, it's not covered. If you don't ask him, it's not covered. And you may not have time to ask him. People won't act like you don't need to pray. I'm going to beg the difference where you folks, we live in the world today. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what you're going to face, but God does. If you start praying on a daily basis, you know what? God will be with us and God will make the best of it. I didn't say we'd be exempt from all of it, but you know one thing? At least we can face God and say, well, I prayed about it. God, I believe you're going to keep me. I believe you're going to protect me, God. I believe you're going to be there. And how many times he's done it, we don't even know nothing about it. How many times angels have been there, and amen, and nobody didn't know anything about it except heaven. And heaven's keeping that perfect record. Because you got up and prayed about it, amen, before you got started on your day, your daily journey, amen. You got up and talked to God about it. You intercede and lift up your voice unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords and say, before I ever get out on the highways before I ever get out and doing this and doing that God let me spend a little time with you well I'm too busy you're never too busy to pray that's a cop out that went over real good but it's still the truth hallelujah change your schedule lay off some stuff lay some weights down it's your soul it's, your, it's our soul that's not it's this church <laughs> Man, you get this church to flow, and I'm telling you right now, you won't stop them coming in this pool, this parking lot. They want to come. I had a general talk to me just this week. Amen. Amen. He says, where are your pastor at? And I told him, he said, he said, you know, times, I said, it sure is. It's time to get ready. He said, I may see you in a couple of Sundays. He said, it's time to get my heart right with God. He says, I ain't a bad person, but some of us that knew him might think a little different. Hello, you know what? People's wanting to get ready. The stage is getting set. But you know what? You and I got to be prayed up, and we got to be ready. When they walk in this house, they can feel the power of God. They can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. They don't come in here and see a bunch of folks. Amen. It's got, got muddy grubbing and down and out and depressed and all the no. Amen. We got some fire in this house. We got some, but it's not going to happen on its own. You got to pray it down. You got to pray it down. You know, some of us, we, we got some bad attitudes because we hadn't prayed it out. We hadn't prayed it out. You got to pray it out. It ain't nothing but a trick of the enemy and the power of the devil. He don't want you to pray. He always keeps you so big and so occupied and so sidetracked. Man. You know what? If we ain't careful with some of these little babies, we're going to spoil them. Well, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Gadgets. They won't have to function in life without having a gadget. Something to entertain them. Entertain them with prayer. You might be shocked. Put them over in that corner and go to praying and talking to God. You might be shocked what happens when God moves in. You might be shocked what happens in their little hearts. They become content. They may go to sleep. Uh, well, I'm just trying to. We got to pray, folks. We got to. We can't get around it. We got to pray more than we've ever prayed. I know some of you are not excited at all about what I'm talking about tonight. I can tell it. Hallelujah. Then you're going to worry about why you're in the mess you're in. I'll tell you something. Some of you don't get your prayer life. It ain't too far down the road. It's going to come some moments and come, come some days. You're going to wish you could reach out and get a hold of something. Man, it's solid. It's unmovable and unshakable. Because I'm telling you, the enemy's working overtime. The spirit of iniquity is working overtime. 
And I'd love to tell you that our little darling's exempt from it, but they're not. You know what covers them? It's our prayers. It's our prayers. If we fail to pray for them, we're making them vulnerable for the devil. We're making them vulnerable for the world. It's not God's fault. It's not the church's fault. It's not the minister's fault. Hey, it's our fault. Amen. It's my fault if I don't plead the blood over them, if I don't call the name of Jesus over them. I prepped up my five grandchildren every single day, God. Numerous times every day, God. I do my best to name every child in this house. God, touch them. You know where they're at. You know where they're going. You know what they need. God put the desire in them. Amen. Let's live for you. I don't want them to be fancy this or fancy nothing. I don't impress nobody. You ain't got to dress them like the world. You ain't got no business dressing them like the world. They're not for the world. They're not for the devil. They're not for the demonic forces. They're to be children of God and vessels of God. But hey man, if you and I don't pray and get hold of God and get the help of God to help us raise up these babies, I tell you, they ain't going to have a chance. They're in a spiritual warfare and a, a messed up world, a distorted world. I tell you, it's messed up. It's messed up. But the thing that get them out, prayer. Prayer move mountains. Prayer move windows and doors and give opportunities. Church prays without ceasing. A man can see their man of God coming out and knocking on the door. <laughs> that little dazzled man. <laughs> Peter out there. <laughs> That's what prayer do. It opens doors that nothing else can open. It'll make a way when nothing else will. We ought to want to pray. Every chance we get, we ought to want to pray. Some of the greatest men of God that you and I haven't heard of and know about. You know what? They never wasted any time. If they got a moment or two, they started praying. Amen. In between, you know what? If they get to be a dull moment in our services, you know what we ought to do? Start praying. Lord, in that lovely name of Jesus, come on, God. Come on down, Holy Ghost. Press the Lamb. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Are we ashamed to lift up our voices? Are we ashamed, amen, to magnify Him? Come on, church. Hallelujah. There's nobody like this God we can pray on this Wednesday night and there's really no telling what could happen you'll leave this place some of you frail and down and out but I tell you you can leave this place amen with some strength in your body and some strength in your heart and some hope and joy inside of you quit fighting the battle by yourself but you got to get hold of God by prayer the very thing where you get the fire of the anointing to win this race with it's the very thing you're shining from you can't get around it you got to pray you got to pray Amen. Without praying and having an encounter with God, things are not going to happen and things are not going to take place. But I promise you, if you'll do that, God's going to work for you and God's going to help you. James said in James 4 and 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. You get to praying. You get to talking to God. Folks, it's nothing like it. Amen. It's been a while since I've had some of those showing up good visitations. Man, I love it whenever you just get in there and the power of God gets to moving. Gets to moving on you. Son, you don't worry about them. They, they, they may have been a few times when they walked back between them two places. They probably thought, they man, I was smoking some of their stuff. <laughs> Taking some of their stuff. No, they knew. They knew there was something different. There's something about the power of God and something about the presence of the Lord. 
Folks, nothing, nothing takes the place of it. I'm just doing my best tonight to encourage you. If by chance you're not praying on a regular basis, amen, to get started, to get started. If you want your life to be stronger, if you want your family to be stronger, you want this local assembly to be stronger, then you got to take our time to pray. And watch this. I want to do it, amen. I, I want to do it because I find a joy in doing it. I find an excitement in doing it. It's not because I'm being made or forced. Not because my pastor Church, man, that won't last two weeks. Hallelujah. But if you ever fall in love with it, if you ever start seeing the power of it, the demonstration of it, and the joy that it puts in your heart, and the joy that it puts in your spirit, and the life it puts in you, honey. Hallelujah. Because that prayer life will change your testimony life. That prayer life will change your, your attitude toward life and attitude toward others. Others that used to get on your nerves all of a sudden don't seem to bother you anymore. Amen. Places where the devil seemed to have free course and free access. I tell you, prayer will stop those doors, close up those doors. Hallelujah. Praise amen that the devil seemed like it just took one moment one stroke man and he had you back on your face and he had you backing up amen instead of moving forward. But prayer will change that. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about having bad nerves. You don't have to worry about your finances. You don't have to worry about raising your kids. You don't have to worry about you get your prayer life. I'll tell you God will do things that nothing else or nobody else can do. The White House can't do what God can do. The mom and daddy can't do what God can do. But you got to pray and you got to intercede. You got to get God to get Get hold of God. Let God get hold of you. Could it be the reason where the church is in the mess it's in tonight? Seeing some of the things she's seeing from the pulpit down. It was because there's a lackness of prayer. Amen. How many services started when there's no even no pre-service prayer made? When used to, they'd walk an hour or two to church and spend an hour or two in prayer. Before service ever even started. Amen. In fact, the attitude needs to be of you and I. Amen. And Wednesday nights, I understand, okay? I really do. But Sunday mornings, we need to look at it 9.30. If I'm past 9.30 getting here, I'm late. I'm late. And Sunday evenings, if I'm not here by 5.30, unless I'm in the praise corral or somebody doing something. Amen. 30 if I'm not here I'm late I'm just having an attitude about it having a spirit about it that prayer is just that important to me my prayers, my fellowship, my relationship, my prayers made the difference. How many of you ever prayed a prayer and know it was your prayer that made the difference? How good did it make you feel? Hallelujah, to know that you had an involvement in it. Amen. That it was your prayer, that it was your commitment that helped bring this about and cause it to happen. And so we're, we're encouraged. Amen. Psalm has put it this way in Psalm 73 and 28. But it is good for me to draw nigh to God or near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I might declare all of His words. Psalms 145 and 18 says the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. I'm telling you there's something about prayer. There's something about calling upon him. Not just occasionally but on a regular basis. Let me ask you something. How long has it been maybe you talk to somebody and all of a sudden in two or three years they call you and you, you got them on the phone and you, you, for the long you're going oh man who is this? I don't know. Finally you got, who am I talking to? Because it's been so long since you talked to him. You can't, but that when you talk to on a daily basis, how many times you got to ask him, who am I talking to? <laughs> Same way with God. More often you talk to him and he hears you and you hear from him. Amen. You, you, it's not near as hard to say, hey, that's my savior. That's my king. That's a lover of my soul right there. 
Amen. Because why? You're familiar with it. The touch of it, the voice, the presence of it. But those things won't happen without prayer. It's going to take prayer. We can stand in this house. Amen. Paul simply put it this way in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray. That means to have a mind to prayer, a frame of prayer. Amen. Every opportunity you get, it may be under your breath sometimes, but in your own meditations. I started to go with meditation some and talk about that in Psalms 1. Amen. The meditating upon the law and the law of God day and night. Amen. Our minds, our hearts, our spirit. Amen. God, I want to have a clean heart. I want to have an upright spirit. I'm working on it. God, help me to work on it. I want to love, I want to love this church more than I've ever loved it. I want to care for these families more than I've ever cared for them. I'm interceding for some of you because I know you got some problems and you got some dilemmas. You ain't come and told me, but I know you got them. And I'm asking God to show me. I'm asking God to reveal it to me. I'm asking God to help me to deal with it. Hallelujah. Have the words of God that'll help you. Have the word of God in him and to bring us out. I'm, I'm planning on us making it so folks. I plan on making it heaven. I'm not here to please man. I'm not here to be patted on by man. I'm here to please God. I want this church to be God's church. I want this church body to be God's church body. I want this place to be a Bethel. I want this to be a, be a place, amen, that they can come and find God. They can find deliverance. They can find the true love of God, the power of God, and the authority of God to take dominion in their lives. The only way that's going to happen, though, is have a praying church and a believing church. The only way to have a believing church is have a praying church. The only way to have a revival church is have a praying church. The only way to have, amen, a growing church is have a praying church. <laughs> amen. That's just, that's just all it is to it. I appreciate these. It's been coming and some others. Amen. And amen. You know, we may see the day we get us a keypad back there. So many activity in and out. It'd be great. We wouldn't even have to worry about locking those doors because somebody's always at the house of God praying. Somebody's always talking to God. Somebody's always lifting up somebody and interceding. Amen. Something about the 24 hours a day. Amen. Loving God, worshiping the God, believing and trusting in the Lord. Hey, that's what it's really all about. Amen. This ideal that I just, I just want enough of God on Wednesday night. And Sunday morning, Sunday, I just want enough to milk and make it to heaven. But that's about all I want. And that's the reason, amen, so many is going way off. That's the reason so many is falling out. Amen. When you quit praying and you quit falling in love with God, I'm telling you, you're heading in the wrong direction. And it's not a time to play games. They, some of you, it ain't been moved in so long. They, some of you got some gray hairs on you. You ain't even been moved so long. You know why? Because your prayer life, you haven't you hadn't prayed through it so long. You hadn't spoken that every language of the, of the prime God. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the help. God's got it. God Clean us out of the dust of the ground. Quit listening to all that mess. Hey, I'm going to get hold of God. Whatever it takes, an artist sits here praying, God moves God. God's working for us, folks. I'm telling you, God's working for us. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's working for us. And when they walk in here, I want them to, I want them to receive the Holy Ghost. And I don't want them taking six months to get it either. I want them to get the Holy Ghost. I want them to be changed. I want that drug addict, when he walks in here, he'll find something greater than drugs. When that alcoholic walks in here, he finds something greater than alcohol. Hallelujah. Amen. When they limp and wall and walk in here, all out and all messed up. Hallelujah. They find something to live with their souls and live with their hearts. It won't happen without prayer. So we're going to pray together and believe together. Amen. Because it's an hour to pray. It's a day to pray. It's a time to commit our ways and our service like never before to prayer. Amen. Amen. If you got to tell somebody sometime, look, i got to put that off for a few minutes. Amen. Or 30 minutes. i got prayer time. Don't be ashamed of it. They get mad. You tell them to call me. 
Tell them, call me. I don't care. Hallelujah. I'll tell them. Prayer's more important than you, buddy. You better be glad they're praying. It's the best thing is keeping the devil off of you. Keeping the blessings of God in your life. So have somebody praying. You're going to need them. And if you keep acting that way, you're going to need them sooner than you think. I'm telling you, you get to pray in people, buddy. I'm telling you, you'll show the difference of authority and power and dominion. Hallelujah. People step back and they'll say, hey, ho, ho, ho. You better wait. You better hold on. Amen. That's in the book. Hallelujah. They knew what they'd been with Jesus. When they made that statement about Peter, he made, even though he's an ignorant man, hadn't been in their schools, they couldn't deny the fact he'd been with Jesus. Wait a minute. Jesus has been ascended up. How was he with Jesus? By prayer. That's how it was with Jesus. Amen. Because prayer was being made. In the hour of prayer, amen. The hour of prayer they was going. Nine o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock. They were still going to the tabernacle. They was going to pray. Amen. Calling on God and the power of God. So church, we're going to believe it in this house tonight. We just believe and trust the Lord. How many wants to commit themselves? Amen. Amen. Why don't you just come up to the front? If you want to commit yourself and, and, and just, uh, you know, uh, you know where you're at. You know what you can do. You know your schedule. I don't know it. Amen. But you know what? I'd get up. Man, I'd get up and I'd come and do what I can. God, if, if it's five minutes in the morning, that's all I can do. I'd start with that. That's better. If that's, that's more than what you've been doing, that's better. Amen. Hallelujah. That's better than what you've been doing. Amen. I'm talking about a dedicated Find me, and I know some of you got some heads and heavy schedules. I know some of you come, amen, from Dan to Bathsheba, amen, seven days a week, hallelujah. But you know what? God will help you, amen, in those times, amen. If you, if you say some people could sacrifice five minutes, and it'd be the sacrifice of some that sacrifice an hour. Well, that don't make no sense. I say it does make sense. Amen. As you carry the load and the burden, what some of these folks are carrying. Amen. And how much time you got to carry, the much time they got. Hallelujah. Amen. When you got the time, I tell you, you ought to be praying. Amen. For that one, they don't have the time. Amen. So when they're there, five minutes account, cause you making up the difference. Praise God. It's all about time. Good quality. Amen. Good quality prayer sometimes takes time. It's one problem that's wrong with our world today. They don't want to take the time to do things right. We'll just hurry up and get through and be done and get the money and be, you know, go do what I want to do. Amen. But you know what? This is nothing more important than this right here. Wanting to do this. Desiring to do it. Amen. To talk to God and love God. Let's just take a few moments here. Pray and ask God to help us. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you so much. The power of your grace, the power of your mercy and your love. You help me as a pastor, God. Amen. To be the pastor, the watchman, the spiritual leader that you'd have me to be in this church. You help me, God, by prayer, by prayer, submitting myself. God, by my yielding myself, by giving myself, God. Not let my flesh, not let my carnality, God. Not let nothing, nothing rob us, God, of the time that you want us to spend in prayer and supplication, calling on our Heavenly Father, calling on the option of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying God you'd stir every man, woman, born girl in this place. You'd stir us up to pray. You'd stir us up, God, to pray until we touch it. You'd stir us up to pray God to the option, the power of the Holy Ghost. It's captivating our minds and ruling and reigning in our hearts and our affairs and our spirit, building a relationship with you, God, on a personal basis, but yet collectively of your church, God. You'd help us work on this relationship with you, God. God, as we 
we draw toward you, we draw to one another. And the glory cloud and the Shekinah presence of God would rule and reign in our hearts and our minds and our spirit. You help us give our minds. You help us give our hearts. You help us sacrifice our times. You help us sacrifice our bodies. You help us present ourselves unto you in prayer and supplication. Praying down the powers of your glory. Praying down the power of your will. Praying down the power of your unction, God. In every service when we gather here, even on a Wednesday night like this, God, you would give us a visitation and the powers of the gifts of the Spirit will be in operation. You would use this body, God, to glorify your head. You would use this body, God, to glorify this community. You would use this body, God, to bring revival. You would use this body, God, to bring a move of your power. You would use this body, God, to bring a power of your will. You would use this body, God, to turn this community upside down. Jesus, my son of David, have mercy on us. Oh, Jesus, my son of David, have mercy on us. Touch us, God, touch us, God, touch us. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify you tonight. We're nothing without your touch. We're nothing without your touch. We're nothing without your presence. We're nothing without your visitation. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We come to give you some glory tonight. We come to thank you and honor and magnify and exalt you here tonight. Help us, God. Break up the fallow ground. Tear us up, stir us up, guide us, lead us, God. Create that hunger, create that thirst. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Would you touch your people here tonight? Touch them, they're yours. They belong to you. They're washed in your blood. They're sealed in your spirit. They're carrying your name. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to love it. Teach us how to submit to it. Teach us, lead us, guide us in the powers of it. Not for the glory of the flesh. Not for the glory of ourselves. But for the glory of the Father. For the fulfilling of your purpose. Oh, Jesus, we love you tonight. God bless you. God, we love you. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Put it in us to pray. Put it in us, God, to build a fellowship with you. Put it in us, God, to draw nigh to you in prayer. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you here tonight, Lord. I worship you. Save our community, God. Save us, deliver us. Make us whole in your sight tonight. Praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb, praise the Lamb here tonight, church. What a mighty God we serve. A God that loves us, a God that cares. God that have fight our ever battle. Praise God. Church, let's make it a practice every day. Some form, some manner. Spend some time with this maker. Praying for one another. Praying for men like Brother Keep Churchill and Brother Tony Kludovich and these that have to work off and go and 
Amen. Others that's not here and not able on a regular basis for one reason or another. God would touch them. We pray for this community, God. That God would help us get this community on our hearts. Regardless of who they are and where they're at. God's saving hand, delivering hand. Go even make ourselves available unto him. To be a witness, to be a testimony of the goodness of God and the favor of God. God's been good to us. God's been good. We want to respond back into the heavens, being the examples that he'd have us to be. Love you today and appreciate you. Amen. That God would reach and strengthen every one of us and to walk in the powers of his grace and promises and calling. I know this is your heartbeat. This is your desire. So let's don't be overcome by the things of this world tonight. Let's get our minds made up. I'm going to find me a place in this kingdom, in this work of God, and do something for the, for the Jesus Christ, okay? We'll tell you something. I was leaving Sister Ford's last night, and a man, she said something about, I don't forgot just how she put it. Oh, and then she said, hey, pray for me. I said, well, Sister Ford, there's one thing I can do. I can pray. May not be a great speaker. May not be great this and great that. But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody in this building can pray. There ain't a soul in this building that can't pray. Amen. We can pray when we think we can't do nothing else. We can pray. But I'm telling you the power of prayer. And sometimes those individuals that nobody know know anything about that learns how to pray and learns how to intercede and get a hold of God as the ones that the mountain movers and the church makers and, and the, the outcome, the changers, amen. Everybody wants to be world changers? You want to be a world changer? Become a prayer warrior. You want to be a world changer? Become a prayer warrior. You'll become a world changer. All right, love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you tonight.